Hey y'all, welcome to Flow With The Topic. It's your girl Joanna. Today is my first episode. Um, you know, you guys are going to hear some um, stuttering, repeating stuff. Um, just because I still don't know how to like um, edit or like, um, you know, trim my, my recordings to sound good. Uh, so bear with me so you know I'm gonna learn as I go until I like correct all those um, errors um, but it's been taking me a while to actually get this episode out um, because in my mind I was like man I'm gonna start this podcast and I have so many things to talk about and it's just like man just to start the recording it's just like I've just been BSing and um, like I have nothing to say because I want it to sound right, but I'm like, why am I overthinking it? I just need to record. Um, but uh, today in this world, we're going through this pandemic, right? And it got everybody tight, bro. Like it got everybody tight. You know, you can't go outside. There's nothing to do. Um, up in North Philly, you know, summertime is around and, um, you know everybody want to be outside and then like yesterday i was outside there was nobody with no damn mask on um but um you know there is worries and and different people about different things um as far as like employment paying bills um you know where's that dollar coming from for the next month you know um so Unfortunately, I was one of those that um, had caught the coronavirus, um, and it was bad. It was bad, man. Like, um, but it wasn't bad enough where I couldn't handle it because God knew that I was gonna get sick. But it was gonna be, you know, where it, it was it was enough for me. Um, so basically, I had all the symptoms but the fever. I think if I had the fever, I probably would have, um, like, I think it would have probably went worse. Um, but it started with the cough, of course. Um, the crazy part was that I seen, um, I seen two doctors before I actually went to the emergency room. So the first doctor I went to, um, I went to do a biometric screening. Um, my job like you know so I could get um, like rewarded um, for like my health insurance and then like two days later or three days later um, I was like feeling so tired and then the next day I had a head cold so basically like when I get sick the first thing or cold or anything it goes straight to my ear and that's when I know that like shit I'm I'm sick um, so then I went to a walk-in clinic that Monday and um, I got seen and um, you know like I like I didn't have like everything like my vitals were fine um, but she said I had sinusitis and then like I had fluid in my ear that was not draining out so I had like almost an ear infection so then after that then it was something new the next day um, it was a Monday, then that Tuesday. Oh yeah, that Tuesday, like I, I, I caught out of work. Um, I was just like, like had diarrhea and I had no taste buds. And then that same night, 
um, it was posted on the news, the other symptoms of the COVID. So I was like, oh, hell no. I went and got tested the following day. So when I went to the emergency room, apparently I had high blood pressure. Um, like everything was just basically out of whack when I went to the emergency room and then I got tested. But before I even got tested, it took so long. Like I took, I spoke to like four different people to see where I could, could have um, gotten tested because I remember that around that time, you know, nobody was able to get a, a, a proper test. And if you was to go to those sites, I, I guess you had it to get like a, like a referral or a note from a doctor. So I was not like I was doing like a runaround. So it took me like like five hours until I finally was decided. I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive down to Pennsylvania Hospital and just take a chance over there to see if I'll get tested. And man, it was in my favor that when I went there. Because the, the other part that I was stressed about was like, man, I'm going to be around other people who are sick. And, um, you know, I'm going to have to wait a long time just to get a test. And, you know, like at that time, I wasn't that bad. I was just enough where I was able to move myself around. And then I went to emergency room over there. I was able to find parking downtown. I was able to be, go into the emergency room and there was nobody there. And they took me straight to the back. I literally... That was the fastest time I ever went to an emergency room. It was like less than two hours. But the only thing was that when I got tested, I had to wait the five days. So um, the doctor was like, most likely you do have the COVID. So, you know, I had to do that self-quarantine. And, man, I was freaking out. It was just like um, the thought process of just like, oh, my God, my family. Um, you know, I'm the caretaker here and worried about my son getting the virus and um, you know, where about my man getting the virus and um, just like a, a, a whole bunch of things. I was like, oh my God, how like can this get worse for me? Um, because unfortunately, um, I know those there's others who had the COVID and experienced a worse time than I did and been hospitalized or even death, you know, and made those people who um, passed from this virus rest in peace um so then what held me together um was my humidifier like my humidifier like saved my life like i had turned it on when i when like when i had that head cold because for some reason i was like you know what this is a breathing issue and then i do have asthma so um and usually my asthma would act around like once it's starting spring or in my area spring hits and like when it's allergy season like I'll start acting up so I had put that bad boy on and man like that that really like held me together I did experience um one time where I couldn't breathe um and then after I couldn't breathe then I had to have a little panic attack on top of that and man that shit was a roller coaster but I got through it I'm here I'm better um so what what like also I was doing was um, because I couldn't hold everything that I ate came out literally like there was nothing held in my stomach. So what <laughs> kind of like soothed my stomach was like freaking peanuts and sunflower seeds like I ate it every day. That was like my my go to meal um, and then tea and then I, I had some pho or fa however you guys pronounce it. Um that like helped me and um 
I even tried like doing um after I was like well enough then doing some smoothies and you know like to like my at least make my stomach feel better um I do have some underlying health issues that I had like almost had everything just calm down and then now it just took everything out of whack um and I feel like I feel like right now I'm back to the beginning of how everything started for me with my health issue and then on top of that I had something minor before that I didn't like pay much attention to or felt like I didn't need the attention to it and now it's just full blown so if you know anybody with the COVID or had the COVID I'm pretty sure if they had something going on with them that they just didn't pay any mind to it's definitely going to be full blown after um, you get better um, I even have high blood pressure never had high blood pressure and twice that I went to the emergency room twice I had the high blood pressure and then now like after I feel like I have times where um, I feel like my blood is just cooking and I guess just that's like the high blood pressure stuff but that's new um, and then until today it's already been over two months now my stomach is burnt um, like burnt burnt like where like it's just burnt and um, it's just uncomfortable to eat anything but my fat ass doesn't stop eating though <laughs> Um, so that was just a little bit of my experience, um, dealing with this COVID. And then now, um, with all this going on, we had like this, um, I want to say, cause right now, you know, we're going through this pandemic and then now we have this riot going on, um, protest, protest, um, Black Lives Matter movement um with all this racism going on and um and especially up in here in north philly um and other areas in philly that you know these people came well i'm gonna say these kids um kids and like people who don't have any morals that just came and vandalized um looting um just fucking shit up the little bit that we got um and it's enough that we're in a area that is just like we don't have much and then the little bit that we have is just just got finished to be destroyed and don't get it twisted though if, if i if i have a looter coming by and he's selling some shit <laughs> i'm definitely buying lord forgive me but for real though i definitely am um but you know it's, it's just crazy um you know it it's it's insane how within the last four months we have four victims um who were like abused by authority and it's just messed up so right now we're like in 10 days and um protesting i don't even know if i'm saying that right but um you know where some where it took a situation where um, this injustice to someone like he literally was just calling out for his mom like if you're calling out for your mom man that that that's like something I feel like that is just so deep if you if if it's your last moments I think or if you're at your worst time because even me as an adult I I want my mom you know like I want my mom and it was just a situation where 
he called out for his mom and that was just like that was it like damn like that shit was really messed up um but now you know the people who came out here to destroy everything was like who who the hell sent that message can you tell me who sent that message because i didn't get the message um and then them people whoever sent that message why you guys couldn't send that message for all you guys to go downtown like the rest of the peaceful protesters and join them you know like if that was that was a major movement and you know like in our area i already felt like you know me growing up um in my hood you know it's nothing but um you know blacks and puerto ricans and dominicans i'm pretty sure there's a couple other hispanics um maybe i mean like a handful of well in my area maybe a few whites i mean not even because i don't even think i had a white neighbor or had a friend a white neighbor or something like that um but i'm pretty sure like if you go past lehigh then there's like more whites down that way or like aramingo area um but not not here in my hood and then um you know we're we're like in this lining where we live off of um you know the hustle is a survival you know what i mean like we out here like people out here you know either you hustling or using the drugs you out here stealing or trying to beat the system living on welfare living off of ssi you know um trying to find where that next book is going to come out you know and it's like that like i felt like that was a powerful movement for you guys to go out there and rob shit and fuck shit up and then instead of you guys going to the right place to um you know to make a difference but at the same time i was thinking that but at the same time where 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 i come from we're not educated on that we don't know who our congressmen are or senates or who who's our voice to actually speak for us and then i was thinking like uh, why is it that in all my life growing up like that's all you see around is just um people like living savage like you know or um you know like i said stealing and and like trying to always trying to do something that's wrong and like and it's because we're not educated as we should be like for instance like I, there was like this girl on on a video that i saw a young girl and she had like big grammar and like um her vocabulary and um like her talking was like that was like man she know more words than what i do and it's like you know at some time there is sometimes when i go to different places and it's like well i i get a little timid because you speak better than me um because i came from somewhere else like for instance like in my job i could move to different locations but there, there's better locations that i can go to but i wouldn't go to those locations because i'm so hood i don't have that proper grammar where i can talk to you the way you grew up or like the way you talk so um that's just something um economical that was put um in us and to you know to shut us up with like um the easiest way to you know to get some money and um then like you know me thinking that there was this um systemic systemic racism 
So that's the name for it. And I didn't even realize that there was actually something like, because uh, even though I was thinking that, like I knew it all my life. I know, like we all know there's a better way of living where I come from. But at the same time, it's like we're not educated. And it's just like we're just taught to, like, you know, first we, we learn what we see. We do what we see. Um, our parents wasn't educated to you know make us better and then at the same time it's like man it's like it's this big circle that is just the same thing and you see it everywhere and um and then until i saw that video so there was like some celebrities who posted up that systemic racism and you can youtube it too right so when i was looking at it i was like man like that is so crazy and then there's something that's called regulation b which is um, Equal Credit Opportunity Act. And, um, you know, that was, that's, that regulation is major. Like, I cannot discriminate a customer by their race, color, gender, um, et cetera. And um, I never really knew how important it was um, until now, you know. And um, when I saw that, and it talked about how, you know, a white kid and a black kid, um, how they grew up you know the same but you know everything was just like well they're two blocks away i want to just say an example they're two blocks away his neighborhood is nice and then the black kids neighborhood is is basically hood and it wasn't mixed and then you know where the white person was privileged to actually get a loan where uh a middle wage or um you know well enough paid black person to actually get a loan um and then you know where they called it the redlining and basically that's where where i'm at i'm in that redlining and not only because i know because it's, it's I, I you know black people has been mistreated for centuries and only it's now that it's just getting recorded 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 and you know authorities are just getting caught up um and i but at the same time not all cops are bad um you know there is good there is good cops genuine good cops and um right now i'm I'm pretty sure they're in a situation that now well i depending on their area that they're in as well you know like they, I, I think they're going to have to defend for themselves because um, there's only going to be so much that they can do um, because they're always going to be, um, how you say that? They're always going to be like, um, um, I want to say recorded, but they're always going to be monitored. They're always going to be monitored. And, um, you know, justice does need to be served. Um, and something does got to change because I, I, I'm not black, but I'm one of those who are affected by this redlining and this um, systemic racism. So then, um, but the only thing about that video, oh, okay. So what well, the thing about that video, right? So it talks about um, funding for the schools. So, you know, that white neighborhood, they get taxed and then that funding gets, you know, towards the school. And then, you know, we get taxed here and funding goes to the school. But I don't get how the funding, right, um, 
here in this area you know they get funded but they took so many curriculums for the kids i don't know if i'm saying that right um they took so many of those extra activities for the kids like i remember when i was like in fifth grade they had cooking class by the next year they took that away and then that the following year they took like music class away like they took something away every year or they took more than one thing every year and they only kept like what gym and then they even try to do art but then they bring art back um and and then like the teachers are not paid well enough and we don't really and then in this area so then but it, what it didn't say in the air, in the um, video was that in those white areas and those nicer areas, they pay more taxes. So I will see why they would have, um, you know, a better school system. So then um, the crazy part, too, was that I'm also like house hunting. And I was telling like my dad, like, you know, you know i want to live in one of these nice areas but it's like the taxes are so crazy because you know i gotta think about taxes um throughout the year like how, what i'm paying back coming out of my pocket and it's so expensive and he was he, my dad was like basically like the reason for that is because they don't want none of us kind to come in this neighborhood to mess it up i'm like or you know and basically comes down to racism so then I was talking with a friend and she's like, you, you seen the, like she forwarded me the video. And I was like, man, like I see how, and I told her the same thing. And she was like, but what should happen is, um, it shouldn't be tax funded. It should be federal funded because, um, there's so much funding for the government. Um, and, and like a lot of people don't know about it, like for even like welfare, because all you hear is like, oh the like people from the hood or um you know their low lives all they want to do is just live off of the system but that's not true it's basically um an economical injustice because we were like basically put here on purpose and because we're so naive and always thinking about how to make an easy dollar you know and um and it was true what she told me she was like it should be government funding and she even made an example about like how, you know, the SNAP um, funding that there's trillions of dollars that they fund them and is how people get welfare. So they basically just shut us up with, you know, food stamps it's better than having a better opportunity and um, in school to make it out this hood. Um, so that that was just like one of the points that um you know, I wanted to like, you know, point out because it was just something that was put in my way. And then what else did, did I see on that video that um, was something that I wanted to say? So it was like, you know, the pain of taxes. And then um, I think that was it. Um, but coming to that, um, I also decided like like I decided to like look up our race demographic in this nation. So I didn't know that 60 percent over 60% are white people. And then Hispanics, 16%, surprisingly, that is more than blacks. It says about 13 or 14%, which it don't even sound right. Cause then when it comes to like, we don't know who, who to go to, to make things better in our neighborhood. Um, the, it says 13%. Now it comes down to the census. Census is one of the 
um, you know, how they count, how they count us, basically. So, um, like, I was going back and forth with my gossip on this, too, because she was like, I don't do that. I was like, you should do it because, you know, what's, well, what's important is when there is some kind of funding um, that they can send over here to our state, you know, we can be counted for. So if you didn't do that, then we're not going to, you know, it's not going to be enough funding if something good, really good comes out. Um, like for, for example, like maybe first time home buying. So say if they only granted us 30, uh, I'm just going to say 30,000. And then there's like 20 people that want, well, more, probably more than 20 people that it basically what I'm trying to say is going to exceed over that amount. And then the other people that don't, um, you know, that can't get it is because there wasn't enough funding. So if we're not getting counted for it, then we're not going to get those funds. So then on any kind of government, um, any kind of government documents that you fill out, they give you a part where um, it says ethnicity and it gives you like five categories. Um, back in, like before, back in the day, I used to put white. And I was like, man, why the hell do I like, you know, why did I put white when I could have been counted as um, black African-American? So any government papers that I do, I'm black um, for the simple fact is because it's a, sh I, you know, my ancestry is shared with black and African-American. And um, I don't know if you guys knew that, but I wanted to tell you guys that, too. Um, so like when and you basically. I'm not a white person, you know, I don't, I'm not educated like a white person, I don't get paid like a white person, I'm not privileged like a white person, so why the hell was I put in white, so you put too close to what you think your ethnicity, well, your ancestry is close to, so that was something else that I was, like, thinking about, and, like, it's so crazy, and I was going back and forth with that, with her about that, like, you know, when you put them, you know, fill out them documents, you put you black, because you, you ain't, you ain't white, you ain't getting counted for, and, um, yeah, so it's just basically, like, this, this is really, uh, an unfair world, um, but during these times, you know, we, we gotta pray, like, we, you know, prayer is survival and um you know we got to pray for these officers um even if they're in the wrong um because again there's there's good cops there's good cops too the same way there's good people and then you know there's bad people and definitely some evil people um and just basically like look for God on this, this hard times, and, um, and again, praise him, because, man, like, it's so crazy that I'm, I'm reading the book of Samuel, and, well, I'm actually done reading it, but, um, it has taken me so far to where we're in a, the same situation, you know, where, um, where there's so much wickedness and we're, we're going so far away from God and not really going towards him to make this, you know, a better world. Cause he, he would hear our prayers, but if we ain't doing it, man, like it's just, it ain't going to work. And, um, it's just, we're, we're just living in a tough time and there ain't nothing, it, it ain't going to get better. It's just, it's just going to 
get worse um, unless you know something actually does happen um, and I know there's always a bad time and it'll definitely be it'll, it'll get better in some way somehow but I just wanted to let you guys know that um, prayer is survival um, so I'm gonna just leave it here um, I hope you guys like what you heard um, you know this is just some thoughts that I just had um, you know like just to just get it out there because it's just taking me forever to just to get this first episode um, and then hopefully you know maybe it'll be something else the second episode or like uh, maybe talk with some friends or you know different things and stuff like that um, but yeah so thanks for tuning in um, you know share with your friends share with your family let them know that Joanna's going to be talking that good stuff um, and until next time y'all so bye